You're listening to Creative Thursday, episode number 228. Welcome to Creative Thursday with Marisa Ann Cummings. We're talking all things life, business, and creativity with a special focus on helping artists confidently and consistently sell their creations to their ideal collectors online. Intended to inspire and empower you wherever you are on your creative journey, both personally and professionally. Enjoy and thank you for listening. Hello, it's Marisa here a few minutes after the 10-10 time slot I had planned for Clubhouse. I was so close to getting this ready to record on a brand new setup. I'm feeling extra fancy today. Hello, Marisa. Good to see you. And I've got a new a new setup and I'm recording in my old setup just in case that doesn't work. But today's podcast went up for the first time from Clubhouse. And so I'm looking forward to the possibilities of being able to record here, but also have the conversations like we had last time. And Marisa, thanks for your patience. I was trying to pull this together at the last minute, as one does, <laughs> as one done, as one does, I mean me, as I do. Sometimes it just works for me to do things at the last minute. So if you are just joining me, welcome. I'm Marisa. I see a number of my expansive artist members here. I appreciate you being here so much, especially as I find my way on Clubhouse and also recording episodes this way. Our episode from last week went up on the Creative Thursday with Marisa podcast, which is very exciting. And let me see, what are we talking about today? Oh, it's big. It's big. Hello, Megan. Hello, Lisa. If you are new to me, I'm an artist based in Los Angeles, an artist, a painter, and an illustrator. I am also potentially, possibly, I did make my first foray into the digital art space with an NFT, but we'll talk about that for another episode. And the way that I'm working my Creative Thursday Club room on Thursdays in particular is to record my podcast. I have over 200 podcast episodes I've recorded that you can find on iTunes and Spotify. And hello to my listeners who are catching this there. And I love Clubhouse and I love the conversations that we can have here. And I thought that it would be really fun to be able to bring a little taste of that to the podcast. So let me just clarify that this episode is being recorded and I typically record at the front end, just a short episode. And then I invite you up. If you would like to come and speak, I invite you to join me on stage and take the conversation further. Just know that you are being recorded when you come up. And that's why that's in the title, which let's talk about the title. I especially appreciate the support here today um, for my members. I know I tagged a couple of friends to come in and join me as well because I don't normally talk about numbers in my art business with a ton of transparency, meaning 
very specific. Like, what did I make last month? But last month was incredibly unique and almost a little mind-blowing for me. And I thought, it's a disservice if I am sitting here mentoring my artists, my expansive artists, the community, the membership I have where I have the opportunity to work with them every month. And I don't share this, especially with them, which I will go into a much more detailed debrief inside of our membership. But today, I just want to talk to you about what's possible for you as an artist and a self-taught artist at that. Nobody anointed me and said, wow, Marisa, you are just incredibly talented and you must pursue this life as an artist. Uh, I will I will say that members of my family were very supportive, especially as a child when all I could do was draw and watercolor and suddenly had this ability to see something and replicate it in a painting almost exactly. I had support, but never as a career. And so I chose to pursue a path in advertising, which I thought, okay, well, this is a creative slash business slash marketing choice that should get me somewhere in life. And it turns out it, it was a good choice because it really set me up for becoming an entrepreneur, which was something else I didn't think was in my plan or path. But the call to be an artist and to be creative in many different disciplines never left me. And so at some point, specifically 2004, that's 17 years ago. Is that 17 years ago? My goodness. 17 years ago, I said, I'm doing this. I went for it. And I've shared much of that story throughout the Creative Thursday podcast. So I won't go into a lot of detail around that. What I will say is that it was several years before I started to consistently make a living And before that, I think it was the holiday season of 2005 or 2006. And I was in a cooperative gallery of women artists. There were 22 of us here in Venice, California. It was called the 10 Women Gallery, but it had grown to 22 women. And it was the holiday season. And I had... I entered the gallery as an artist with chairs I had painted, vintage chairs that I had redesigned and painted. The short version of that story is I had worked as a graphic designer, interior design for a bit. I combined those two loves and that was my first foray into creating and selling my own art. I didn't believe I could be a painter yet, but I did have paintings. And for the holidays, because I didn't quite think it was likely that someone was going to purchase a chair for me for the holidays, I asked if I could put a basket of cards into the co-op gallery. And so I did. I put a basket of cards. I'm looking up at the image from that painting that I called Shine at the time, and it's a Gerber daisy in non-traditional colors, very impressionistic. I I believe that my first inspiration really is Monet and and falling in love with the impressionistic painters of that time. And so that was the direction I was headed. But then adding my own color spin, which I think when you think of my work, I definitely have a strong sense of color. And so I was beginning to trust that more in the work that I was creating So I had this basket of cards for the holiday season. And as part of the co-op, we all, 
the individual artists would work the store uh, on, for different shifts once a week. It was great. And it was also challenging, I'm not going to lie, to have be selling other people's work and not be selling my own, especially when I had no other source of income at the time, was going through my savings and about to go into debt to keep my dream of becoming an artist alive. And that holiday season, I sold one card the entire 30 days. I sold it for $4. And it was pretty exciting. I'm not going to lie, because it was the first the first sale in the direction of my painted art, not just my painted chairs. And at the same time, though, $4 was not even going to obviously cover much of even a coffee at that time, or let alone the rent I was paying at the co-op gallery or uh, the the rather pricey rent I was paying to live near the beach in Venice. And so I started to... I felt excitement, but I also felt very disheartened and very disappointed. And as my business grew over the years, Sean, who is still with me today, we've been together, I guess we're going on our 17th year. And he would remind me as I started making art sales, he would say to me, do you remember that time during the holidays when you made one card sale? And I would say yes. It was very important to remember because sometimes, you know, in the expansive artists, I encourage you to celebrate your wins. And this is why, because a lot of times, unless it's a huge leap, you don't always realize the small steps that come together to get you to where you are and how important each one of those steps are. And so for the purpose of time and opening up the floor shortly to hear from you and to talk through your ideas around this or answer questions for you as well, we're going to fast forward. We're going to fast forward 15 years. I continually lose track of the year. So my first website went up in 2004. That's why I say that it's 17 years. And then that particular holiday season was, I think it was 2000. And five, maybe, or 2006. So now we're talking a whole year later in 2007. I just celebrated this anniversary on March 7th. There was a very pivotal moment where my work started to become known, and I consistently made a living as a working artist since March 7th, 2007. So then that fast forwards us to 14 years. So I'm going to I'm going to skip all those 14 years. I'm happy to talk about them. They're all on the podcast somewhere, but this particular moment that I want to highlight to you today, my title of from $4 to $24,000 in 4 weeks in art sales is because my month of my last month before I officially, I sort of retired a collection of work that I have created over all these years. I've been known for character work. I certainly love to paint everything from a portrait to an abstract, to a floral, to to other illustration, illustrative work as well. And I decided that I didn't really want to be known more so in the kids' work arena. I'm not saying I'm letting go of my characters because I love them dearly, but I imagine an evolution for them. And I just imagine an evolution and a growth spurt as an artist and just wanting to become a better painter and illustrator. 
I'm presently in the process of taking a course and venturing into more learning around my art. And I'm very passionate about this time and what's coming up and everything that's before me. In order to sort of set the wheels in motion for that for myself, I retired a lot of my previous work of all these years that has kept me in business. So it was a really big decision for me. It was a little intimidating. And, you know, I thought, oh, a few people will probably grab those pieces that they had their eye on. I had no idea that 87 orders later that I would bring in $24,000 in four weeks, almost exactly to the day. And you know, I know I normally don't speak about this. Like I said, I don't speak about it, but I realized that it's important for us to start having these conversations more where we're comfortable because I think a lot of times artists don't realize what is possible for you. I mean, I certainly have very good friends who are selling out of collections who might make this in a few hours today. And let's, you know, be honest that this has taken years to build. I didn't go from $4 one month to $24,000 the next month. It, it wasn't like that. But I did have along the way, I think I had, you know, maybe $10,000, maybe at the most $12,000. But there was no consistency with that, no predictability. It just sort of worked out at the end of the year that I was able to survive, <laughs> survive. There were a couple moments where I felt like I was starting to thrive I had a fabric design or I had a fabric collection. I had authored a book and even all of that, it was still a lot of work and a lot that brought me to this place now. And so it was just a massive, massive win. And it was a little bit unexpected and a little bit mind blowing for me to have that experience and realize how many people were so anxious to have the work and to to get it in this time span it just it was yeah i'm still i'm still uh what do we say today i'm still processing that but i wanted to share it with you because there was a strategy behind it like i said we'll talk about that more in the expansive artists and a lot of that came from all the investment in myself and the business side of my business and the marketing side of my business. And then there was another piece to that that was completely unplanned and organic and just an intuition of now is the time for me to move in a different direction. But to be able to share it with you, for us who are you know, whatever that number is, whatever we feel comfortable sharing to begin talking about it more. So we don't just treat this as a hobby, but you realize that there is, there is legitimate, legitimate money to be made as an artist today. And we're not even talking about what I touched upon and what's so popular right now, even conversations, endless hours upon hours of conversations in the NFT space which is the digital art space and what's happening there. All of this to say that I invite you to keep your mind open. I invite you to dream bigger than you thought was possible. I invite you to know my story. And that is someone where, again, I did not go to art school. I had some, in, in, I had some formal training in college by training. I mean, a few classes. I'm 
primarily self-taught and I didn't have anyone truly championing this other than my early friends and family. I thank them to this day, uh, Sean, for all of his support. And, and they were the first ones who bought things for me, so who bought art for me. So never underestimate that either. I, I find a lot of people are very apologetic about my friends or my family bought it. Well, a lot of times they're the first ones who do believe in you after you believe in you which is a really important part of the story, you must believe in yourself first and the rest will come after that. Others will follow. They will reflect that back to you and you must hold on to that through all the times where it feels incredibly challenging and you know that maybe your dream isn't coming in the timing that you want or in the income that you need in that moment, I understand every one of those stages on the journey. And that's that's basically the story that I wanted to share with you that if someone had told me during that holiday season that I could turn my art into not $4, but $24,000. This is direct to my collectors. There's no licensing included. There's no online teaching income included. That is purely art sales that I'm shipping from my studio. I would have been blown away and I would have been super excited because I think maybe I started to reach close to that in my first year living in Los Angeles. And so it was... It was a start, but certainly there's a different cost of living here even at that time. And so I just stuck with it and I showed up and I was consistent and I made work for years. And so I share this with you to say that, hang on, stay focused on your dream, even if it's bigger and brighter than what I've shared here, which I now have for myself. If it's just starting, if it's just selling your first card, every single step counts and everything is possible when you stay focused and you believe. And let's be honest, you get some business strategy, you get focused on your marketing, you get focused on your why. I've talked about that in both Artful Selling, The Expansive Artist, and most recently on the podcast as well. There are steps in place, foundations to build and and a trust in the timing around all of this for you. And most importantly, also creating quality work that you care about, that you're passionate about and connecting with people in a genuine way to share that love and passion with them. You've, you've got something, you've got something to build upon with all of those pieces in place. So that was a little bit longer than I usually like to go, but I just wanted to share that with you. I'm so happy to see you all here. Kita is here, Patty, Felicia, Marisa, Megan, Lisa, Robin, Gloria, hello, Lenny, Lauren, Shannon, Charmy, Courtney, and Emma. I'm going to invite you up to the stage if you would like to raise your hand, if you have a question, if you have a win. This is a celebratory art sales win. Orkita put up another episode of her podcast I saw. This is a celebratory moment about sharing stories that will inspire others to believe in themselves and pursue their dreams, especially in the creative world, especially in the arts. 
So don't everybody run at once. <laughs> you know me, I can talk amongst myself, but I would love to hear your thoughts or if you have a question. I know here comes my Jodi. I'm bringing you up. And just a reminder that you will be recorded and I hope that's fine with you. And then also when you come up, your mic is hot, meaning it's on. So if you're not speaking right away, you want to quickly mute that mic and then you can speak. And we, I like to sort of go in order of who comes up, but then we can kind of popcorn, they call it popcorn style conversation back and forth once we get going, depending upon how many of you want to join. So Jody, I'm coming for you. You knew I would speak, Marisa. I knew you would, and you're so good on Clubhouse, Jody. I, you're officially on uh, the podcast from last week, and uh, so also just quickly share. I won't be able to link to everyone, everyone, every time, but please go ahead and share where we can find you because I know people will really. I was listening back this morning. I know the listeners will really enjoy learning more about you and your work. So quickly tell us where we can find you on Instagram or your website. Sure. My name is Jodi, um, which stands for Joe Deborah. And so that creates um, a name for my business, which is creating Joe Deb. Uh, I can be found on Instagram at creating Joe Deb. I also have a website, uh, creatingjoedeb.com. Uh, I am a watercolor, mostly watercolor artist, and uh, Marisa is my mentor. Uh, I would, if if it's okay, Marisa, I'd like to share a quick little story. Well, as quickly as I can do it, because I'm I'm a talker, but a quick little story about me and how I became a working artist. Is that all right, Marisa? Yeah, absolutely. Please. Okay. All right. So. Um, I um, had a major medical issue um, about three and a half years ago, and it caused me to pause my life, change my life. I hadn't really figured out where I was going to go. The pandemic kind of forced that for me. I was pretty trapped in my house, like a lot of people. And I've always had this creative side to me, but I, I never really honored it. I, it was always something that I put on the back burner. There was always other priorities in my life, being a mom, you know, my career, um, hockey mom, uh, theater mom, all, all the, the mom hats, president of the PTO, you know, all the things that I did that, that ate up every minute of my day. So slowing down during the pandemic and, caused everybody to kind of slow down. Um, I was bored. And so this creative side was sitting right there waiting for me. And I began to paint and I kept painting and painting and painting. And I, I don't even really know. I, I believe it probably was a Facebook something that Marisa was offering a, um, probably one of her little mini classes that she does. And I tagged along. I didn't even really do the class, but I kind of tagged along and joined one of her, her talks and her spirit just spoke to me as far as what she was saying resonated with me. And it was like, she was talking right to me. And it started to make me believe that 
maybe I can be an artist. I, I had friends who, who had been saying to me, oh, you're, you're, cause I, at that point had only been, you know, giving my art as gifts or, you know, showing people or whatever. I wasn't really doing anything. And my friends were thinking, oh, you could do this. You could do this for a living. You, you could make money. And I, I felt, no, no, not me, not me. I didn't go to school for this. I, I, no, no, I'm not an artist. And Marisa kind of made me believe it. And so I tagged along a little longer and I, and I tagged along and I tagged along and here I am. And I, excuse me, <coughs> I ended up starting a business that in my wildest dreams would never be what it is right now. I opened my website, hit live on October 6th of, of 2020, just, just a few months ago. And I had these little benchmarks of where I wanted to be by the first of the year, by February 27th, which is my birthday. And, and I've smashed all those goals. They're, they're crazy. It's crazy. Um, so I, for me, it was buying into and having a mentor that, that was telling me I could do it and, um, and, and kind of getting over that I'm not good enough thing. So that's how I ended up being an artist and saying that I'm an artist. And I quickly want to just say something about, about financially. Um, if, if somebody is looking on a smaller scale to if an artist, if there's an artist in here, that's looking on a smaller scale to kind of just get yourself uh, like a big boost. I, Marisa has this um, story about how she first started her business and she sold, she would create a piece of art every day. She just kept sitting down and making a piece of art every day and presenting it to her email list or her blog people. And she just did it. And every day, every day, every day. And that's kind of how she started. Well, taking that kind of in, in my mind during the month of February, there's another artist that I like that I follow, you know, her, her, her spirit and, and her art. And she had uh, hosted a monthly challenge during February painting flowers every day. And every day she had a prompt. So I thought, you know what, I'm going to do this. I'm going to dig in and paint every day in February. And I'm going to present this little mini piece of art to my subscriber list. And it could not have gone better. I, it was wildly successful for me. I was so pleased with it. it. I learned so much about it. If anybody wants to ask me more about it, I would be happy to share, but I learned marketing skills. I learned what people liked. I, I grew my list. I, I made money. So many. Sorry, dog barking. So many things that I learned from it. And it was, it was a, it was a really great, uh, great piece of, of knowledge. And I also, um, earned money. <laughs> so, uh, if anybody has any questions about that, I'd be happy to answer, but for now, this is Jody and I'm done speaking. Thank you. Jody, you know, I love your story because, and I feel like Keita may have been there that day too. I remember you as a, as an avatar on the Facebook live and just really encouraging you to take this step and then to see, what's happened for you. It's, yeah, I just get, I get equally as excited about what happens to artists 
as a, as for me, it's like the same level of joy to see more of us stepping into our passion and fulfilling our lives with work we love. And then certainly the ripple effect that that has not only on the people who know us personally, but the people who receive our art, whether they collect it or not, but just follow along on the journey. It's just so powerful. So I appreciate you sharing that. And I know most definitely we want to learn more from you. Maybe we'll even get to do an EA, an expansive artist share as well inside the membership and talk about it more here. I would love to hear all the details of how this has worked for you. And I know Lauren's in the audience as well, and she's been working on this beautiful 12 Days of Birds collection. And it's it really does work. It really does work. Daily painting works. I can't wait until she releases all her paintings to see what happens. But Gloria just joined us on stage. And Gloria, first of all, I just want to welcome you to Clubhouse. If you are new to Clubhouse, like Lauren and Emma and Tracy, you'll have this little, um, I guess it's called a party popper. <laughs> Some people call it a party hat on your avatar. And that just lets everybody know to give you extra love and care to welcome you to the app. It means you've been on for the first seven days. And then once it disappears, it's gone. And if you're like me and someone invited you earlier and then you got on, I never got my, I never got my party popper. So I, I appeared as if I knew what I was doing, which I didn't. So Gloria, I welcome you. I invite you to unmute yourself. And if there's something that you want to share or add to the conversation, I also have um, the honor of knowing Gloria and working with her and the expansive artists. So I appreciate you all being brave and coming up and chatting with me. It's great to talk with you. And Gloria, there's a little button at the bottom where you can turn your mic on or unmute your mic. It's at the bottom. Can, right. you, hear, can you hear me now? I can, I can. And by the way, this is just a tip that happened in Clubhouse relatively uh, recently, like within the last week. And you can... At the top, there are three dots. And if you do speak on stage, and don't worry if you've forgotten, you can also do it right now. You can just adjust your audio quality. In fact, I have mine at low. Let me uh, up my, there usually it pauses for a second, up my audio quality to higher. I don't know if you can actually tell the difference through the phone, but that's an option as well. Don't feel any pressure around it. And Gloria, okay. the floor is yours. <laughs> Thank you so much. I'm very happy to be acknowledged as an absolute newbie, um, though I, I was aware of you, Marisa, about 10 or 12 years ago when a friend of mine was being helped by you on your uh, Thursdays with Marissa, and you helped her make a site where she was able to sell her uh, the bags she made and you helped her with her colors. I thought it was quite lovely. And it's only taken me 10 years to get around to um, following that model. I have so enjoyed you for the past couple of months. And I feel like I'm on the cusp of something. I, I had my own business for 35 years. It was a gallery, but not with my art, but with art that I had gathered by going 
overseas to countries and cultures that I was interested in, uh, buying folk art, bringing it back to this country, sharing the stories I collected with people. And um, in this particular age of the internet, I could see myself turning into a dinosaur in this age where anyone can buy anything from anywhere without having to travel thousands of miles and get things fumigated and onto a ship and paying customs. It, it was a wonderful, adventurous life, but I feel like I have all that richness in me now to call on for my art. And um, as I said, I'm on the cusp. I'm almost ready to have a website, and I feel like all these new things, um, Clubhouse included, will help me feel more brave about jumping off the diving board. So thank you, Marissa. I, I intend to come to all of your things. I'm going to be working on my shine pages. And I'm as curious as anybody to see where this will lead. This Saturday, I have two classes full of people that I'm going to teach batik painting to. If I can somehow translate that into being able to teach it online, I'd be delighted. Those are some of my goals, and thank you so much for facilitating this um, debut on Clubhouse. Thanks, Marissa. Bye. Gloria, you did so well. <laughs> and Thank when you, you when you said that, also quickly before you mute your mic again, just share okay. with us where we can find you. You are an artist in Key Largo. You do incredible commissions. Where can we find you at your website I or do. your Instagram? Um, um, Instagram, I've also just started. So it's Gloria Avner. But it's just the one A, Gloria, V-N-E-R, is my Instagram. But I have lots more pictures on uh, my two Facebook pages, Gloria Avner Art and Gloria Avner. Lots of wonderful portraits of pets and people and lots of batik paintings by me and my marvelous students. Thanks, Marisa. My pleasure, Gloria. I'm so happy that you joined us and that it, I love that it took you, you were saying it took you 10 years. So timing is timing. It's okay. <laughs> I have some uh, members with me that were in my online class in 2008 was the first time that I started teaching artists about the process of building a business and selling work online. And so I'm always so thankful for everyone who is able to join me and continues to stay with me on the journey and, and pops in and out of my journey. And it's just an honor. So I'm so happy that Gloria found her way to work together because she just had to leave, I see. But I got chills when she said that. I know I I get a sense that she is on the cusp of something really big. And again, I I keep saying I'm not going to use the word excited. <laughs> I'm just really stoked. I'm really thrilled and moved by all of 
the artists where I have the opportunity and the honor to be along for their journey and see them grow and, you know, become their, their dreams, really start living their dreams as they go. So Jody, it's you and I, I invite you to come up. It's a safe space. I, I promise if you haven't spoken on Clubhouse or if you have a specific question, if you want to ask me a question or, or Jody was also offering to share some more details about how she got started with her business and both the success that she's recently had in her daily art practice. I see Lisa's coming up. Hello, my name is Lisa Kurt. I am like you, Marisa, in that I joined Clubhouse a while ago, and then I didn't really, I mostly just listened, so I'm still kind of new to speaking. (laughs) Um, Welcome. You're doing awesome so far, Lisa. I know you, you, I know you got this. I know. Consider this all practice for every time you get up, it gets a little easier. You all seem like friendly people. Yeah. Yeah. Most um, everyone here is in the expansive artist and you just joined and you know, a number from artful selling as well. And so you're already in good hands in this room. Yeah. um, So um, my experience is I have been a full-time artist for some time now. Um, I left the world of academia. Um, I think it was in 2014. And, you know, my son is 10 now. Um, But I would say I haven't really put in the time full-time until the last few years. And, you know, I'm just curious. I know I hear a lot of artists talk about multiple you know, revenue streams. I know you've spoken about that too. Um, I think, I mean, I love making art and just selling it. I love, like, (laughs) isn't that the dream, right? Um, That's my favorite thing to do. But how, like, what percentage do you think, is it all over the map in terms of what percentage um, artists make from just art sales alone? Oh, I have an answer for you, Lisa. And by the way, a quickly share where we can find you as well. Uh, as a fellow character illustrator, I have to say I'm very bonded to Lisa's characters. You oh. will you will love them. So quickly share with us and then I will happily answer that question because I actually figured out the numbers on that. Okay. Um, so I'm my website is lisakurt.com and I'm on Instagram. It's just Lisa Kurt. And I'm also on TikTok and I think my username there is Lisa Kurt Art. But in any case, <laughs> you have plenty of places to find me. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. And um, and that's Lisa Kurt with a K. And the great thing about Clubhouse, if you're hearing this and you're thinking about joining, you can or also when I know that Android hasn't rolled out yet. And as soon as it does, it's going to change um how many people can participate with us here, but it's really easy to click on the face of a person. Uh, I don't like this saying, but fine, whatever people say, punch my face, punch my face. Don't punch my face, but you can tap on my face and you can see my bio. I've reconnected my Twitter as well, in part due to becoming a part of the NFT space. 
And, and I notice I can share Clubhouse rooms to Twitter very easily also. So I recommend attaching both of them, even if you've been dormant on Twitter for a while, like I was, or just new there. And you can easily, I notice a lot of people, especially artists, and I invite you to do this with your fellow artists in the room. You can take a look at people's work while they're speaking. It's really it's a, it's a really lovely feature because if you don't know, you can leave the app while it's still playing. Um, just be aware, <laughs> just be aware if you're on stage and you have a microphone, although I don't think it can be tapped accidentally if you've left the app, but you can, it's the one of the few apps where you can do that. So you can actually message someone on Instagram, which you are welcome to always message me as well. Send me a DM on Instagram and you can see their art and it's a it's a surprisingly powerful tool to build those relationships even with us as visual artists how many people will instantly go to your profile look, scroll down to your instagram and go see your work it's it's so uh it's really special that we can do all of that all right lisa so i researched this because i was curious I also, one of my most popular podcasts was uh, Apparently I've Made It. I wonder, I think I may have reintroduced that into my current iTunes podcast. I'll double check. If not, I will definitely add that one again. And the reason was because I was facing a, what was a minor surgery, but I still, I didn't know if it was going to be more major. And I knew I was I wouldn't know until I woke up from the anesthesia and I had health insurance as a self-employed person and I knew that I was potentially on the hook for thousands of dollars and depending upon how severe or major the surgery was it was going to be double like either 5000 or 13000 and I was just starting to really make a consistent living and so I thought why is this so worrisome to me? This is pre what we now, you know, have in California. We have covered California. Um, their Obamacare went into effect. So this is pre all of all of that. But I think it was close to the recession of 2008. So it was also an awkward time financially or just shortly thereafter. And I had a fabric uh, contract. So I was licensing fabric designs. I was a published author. I also was licensing my wall art. I believe I may have been licensing my images for greeting cards, but it hadn't really kicked in yet because that was definitely one of my more successful contracts. But what I realized was that my those were 30% of my revenue combined. They were one third. Am I saying that right? Don't hold me to the math, except for what I'm telling you today, $4 to 24,000. I always get my percentages wrong. So they were a third of my income. So two thirds, all of those contracts combined, two thirds of my income was direct to my collectors. And let's be honest, right? Everything is always direct to, to a collector because when you license your work, when you publish a book, 
your fabric collections. I'm still responsible for marketing all of that, by the way. You don't just get to toss that aside and someone else takes care of it. It would be nice, but no, not in today's world. You're still doing exactly what we do when we sell to our collectors. Certainly if you have a rep, there may be reps who are working on your behalf for that, but they're also taking a pretty substantial percentage of the whole. So I always chose to self-represent and even I did not have a literary agent either. I self-represented in all of these areas and it was startling to me to see that. Now, let me also preface this by saying I'm not a New York Times bestseller. My book is still selling. I love that it's out there. It was published in 2012. It's called Creative Thursday. And it's about the practice of daily creating and, and building that. And I I did well with fabric, but it's within the quilting industry. So I also have never had like the most licensed piece in the world. My art has been in the Avengers Endgame though, which was one of the highest grossing movies, but I don't see any revenue from that. It's just a nice fun thing to say or add to my clubhouse bio. So it it caused me not to discount the power of the right win-win partnership with your collaboration with a licensing partner. You could really hit it big. You can. But because I hadn't um, I ended up realizing I hadn't yet. I ended up realizing the power of connecting with my collectors and how special that is when we have that one-on-one connection. And like I said, this $24,000 in four weeks is all due to that connection. So I, that's a little bit of a long, a long-winded ish answer. I just want to make sure I got all of that in for you. Lisa, is that helpful? And I'm bringing Laura up. Yes. That was fantastic. Um, I think that um, I think that marketing is so much more important <laughs> than I really realize. And I think part of it is it feels a little bit, for me anyways, it feels a little bit like where to start and, you know, overwhelming, that overwhelming feeling of just being unsure, um, you know, what the best approach is, I guess. Yes. And I hope, I hope that your time and artful selling has given you some clarity around all of that, because it really is getting enough of a foundation so that you feel like your efforts and energy that you are choosing to focus on and put out into the world to share, including the art that you're choosing to share and create are that those choices are based in some understanding about the direction that you want to go. You know, like for instance, with you, if you, I believe an artist who focuses on purely more of the surface design or illustration jobs, or I know, you know, you have the complete potential or may already be doing illustrations for children's books, something I've also Um, added to my list for the future, that's going to look different than selling to a collector a piece of your work. The essence, though, of your heart and the work that you create is absolutely the same, but your focus during that span of time of attracting either a rep to help you with those jobs or reaching art directors who are seeking your kind of work 
or children's book authors who would want to collaborate with you, or if you have your story in mind, a literary agent that may help you or publisher, that's going to be a certain kind of energy versus the energy that it would take to attract your individual collectors. And it can, I am an example of that, be done at the same time. But then I chose to make a return to mentoring, teaching, coaching within the creative space. And so I had to, I made a very conscious choice to table the licensing side of my business. And if if I had grown a team, maybe I wouldn't have made that choice, but I also made that choice for other reasons, a story for another day about where my energy best felt like the right fit at that time. And, and I'm so glad that I made the choice to return to mentoring. And there may be a time where I cycle or cycle back to licensing or have a children's book, but right now, those are not in my present focus, if that's making sense. And Laura, I see that you've joined us on stage. So great to see you again as well. Or I always say, see you, hear you, see you, hear you. I'd love to hear what you have to share with us. And by the way, one quick note as well, if you're new to Clubhouse, you and you see us tapping our mics up here where you see a mic go on and off. It's a way of applauding or acknowledging or sometimes laughing as well without everyone's mics being unmuted. It's just acknowledging what the person is saying. So if you see that and you're wondering what that is or how to do that, that exactly Lisa's doing it. And I have to say for anyone who may be listening to the podcast, I have taken, I've muted myself, but I've taken sips of, um, of coffee. And so I hope that that hasn't been too loud in this new microphone that I'm using, but I'm just giving you all a heads up. All right, Laura, the floor is yours. Hi, Marisa. Hi, everybody. It's great to be here today. Marisa, I didn't hear the coffee at all. So I think, I think you're good. On the coffee sipping. Well, you would hear it on the recording. I've oh, muted. Recording. Right. <laughs> I've muted, but I realize everything on this amazing mic is like clink. You can see it in my Instagram stories, by the way. If anyone has questions about that later, I have a new setup to record my podcast. I feel very fancy, very fancy. And it's Clubhouse that got me here because this is the only way. Well, not the only way. I found a way last week, but hopefully it's recording you as well. But this is the way that I can make a nice recording of the room that's a little bit more professional. All right, Laura, back to you. Um, well, first I wanted to say, Lisa, when I heard you say that um, you used to work in academia, I got really excited because I've worked in academia for 20 years. So then I looked at your profile and I see that you used to be an academic librarian. And that also got me excited because I full-time work as an instructional designer and I work very closely with some of our librarians. So how cool and nice to meet you. Um, so part-time I'm doing my art business. And I just wanted to say, I think um, Jody touched on a little bit about the daily posting. I have found that that has worked really well to attract new engagement, new followers, and just to be seen out there on social media where it's really noisy. Um, and I've started doing a thing where I post new work for sale every week. And that has been really helpful in, again, connecting with uh, new collectors and getting my work out there. So this is Laura and I'm done speaking. 
Yeah, Laura, I love that we are able to connect even not only as a community on Clubhouse, but a community of creatives and artists, but also, um, Laura, Lisa just joined us in the Expansive Artists, so you'll be able to connect more with her there as well. And that, that we are able, what I was about to say is that Clubhouse feels so conducive, even more for many obvious reasons now when I come to think about it, but more than a Facebook community or an online community that we have this quick chance to sort of get to know each other in a faster capacity and connect. And also it there is something really powerful about hearing people's voice. And then, like I said, if you're clicking on people's profiles, I just find that the connection accelerates fast. This is me giving like a little clubhouse tip in between if you are new. So thank you for sharing, Laura. It's been really wonderful to see your journey as you are growing and also weaving in your academia. I know you're working on your first online course with a lot of the knowledge that you have from that world into this world. And it just so many things just start to snowball when we take one element of what brings us passion and we allow ourselves to put whatever focus we can on it because Laura's being very humble, but she's also juggling raising twin boys. I think there are four now, Laura, but she's got a lot going on and she's still making time to connect with her work and she put up her shop and, 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 consistently start to release things to the release creations to that shop. And it's just another reminder that, you know, how bad do you want it? (laughs) You know, at the end of the day, that's going to be a big driver for you. And someone was saying earlier in one of our posts in the community, wait, you made, I think that was you, Marisa, you were asking me, I made a daily painting. I sent it out almost every day and I did. And the reason is because I needed the income. (laughs) It was very, it was uh, very motivational. You know, it took a bit to go from $4 in a month to $24,000 in a month. And in that span of time, I was very motivated to release a daily painting. And the great part was as I started to build that practice and then my characters developed out of that practice, I was able to, I had collectors waiting for them and they were small, affordable originals, but it adds up over time. You know, it adds up over many days in a month enough to have an income coming in. And so that was absolutely good motivation for me to stay consistent. And so you have to know your motivation. For some people, it is monetary. For others, it's, um, you know, just being able to fulfill the passion. I mean, I think for most of us in business, it's a combination of both of those. But you'll know, you'll have to know what is your motivator so that you can really stay consistent and keep moving forward. So we're almost, oh my goodness, look how fast the time flies. We're almost at close to an hour. I just wanted to invite anyone else who might like to join us or share a story or a win or ask a question. You are welcome to come up on stage. I'll take a look again and see if I see any hands raised. I'm so happy that you've all joined me today. 
this is a new venture for me speaking into Clubhouse in this way, but I really do love these rooms. I'm here on Thursday, so you can also follow. I officially have a Creative Thursday Club. You can follow the club and then it's possible I think I can invite you in as a member. You never know. We might be doing special member opportunities for podcast listeners and I certainly want to host, I started hosting guests and want to host more guests as well in these conversations for specific topics. So you can feel free to DM me with any requests or ideas there as well, or we'll dive into Jody's. We'll be able to start speaking to more artists and be able to dive into their success stories even more. And see, I see Marisa's coming up, my my fellow Marisa. <laughs> We're not Marissa. I'll speak on both of our behalf. We are both Marisa. And I see Marisa's coming up, wanted to open up the stage to you, and then we'll offer any closing thoughts as well from everyone who's here. Marisa, how are you? Is it your first time speaking on Clubhouse? Um. This will be my first time saying more than a couple of sentences. Yeah. Hi. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I was, I wasn't sure about coming up to speak because I guess I don't really have a very good story um, to share monetarily as I'm just like Gloria was just starting out. Um, but similar to, to Jody, perhaps I've been due to like medical circumstances um, and I suppose everything that's happened with the pandemic, slowing everything down, I've had to um, really rethink my career, which was in the tech industry. And I've always loved my art. And I've always, I think I've always assumed that I would end up doing art full time one day. And, uh, and I imagine we probably lots of us assume that. And it's not till you get to a certain age that you realize you have to make it happen. Um, but where where I'm at in my journey is I have, I literally just printed them all out. Every single, I made tiny little thumbnails of all the little sketches and ideas that I've had, that I've collected in my notebooks over the last 10, 15 years. I've put them on little index cards and I've got about a hundred of them. That I'm just starting to work through and create pieces with. Um, but I mean, it requires me to learn a bit more about color because they're all they're all in black and white. They're all in pencils and sketches that I made when I should have been paying attention in meetings and things like that. Um, but um, I guess what I'm saying is, I mean, I've had I really enjoyed when I first joined the expansive artists, uh, going through a lot of the material there and um, absorbing the approach that that you have, the sort of mindset Um I didn't know how much I needed to hear those things, but I really did. Um, and sort of in the in the, the speed that you deliver it, which is sort of like firm and gentle and I don't know, it has a really nice rhythm to it. Um, and I was starting to put a plan together, but I was still sort of on my own and, you know, putting my own coal in the engine and wondering how much energy to put into what and getting very insecure about things. Um, and then we did the Artful Selling um, experience with you and, and many of you who are here. Um, and that's just been fantastic. And it's changed how I think about my art so much um, and how I think about what I'm hoping to, to do. 
um, <laughs> that I've actually found. I've come out the other side of that. And um, and I have this different perspective where I'm actually feeling quite um, maybe in, even more insecure about my art, actually. I'm sure I'll come out of it. It's just my, my latest dip, you know. Um, but now I feel like I know how to sell it and I know how to start finding out how I'm going to sell my art. I suddenly looking at my art being like, how, how do I make it something that I love enough that I'd want to sell it? Do you know what I mean? So that's, that's where I'm at. Um, thanks. Thanks for listening. Marisa, you did great on your, on your next level clubhouse talk. And thank you so much for sharing that. I, I just want to say that you are most definitely on the right path because I believe and you all can tell me if you agree, but I believe that as we grow as artists and also then as business owners, that we, our insecurities surface as we're growing. So I now take it as a sign. I will actually say this out loud sometimes. I'll say, oh, you're feeling really insecure right now. You must be growing. Whether that's in my art or coming on a clubhouse like this, recording a podcast, even though I've done this hundreds of times, you're like, it is easier. I'm not going to say it's not easier. It's easier for me to share my work. It's easier for me to put myself out there. But when I commit to something like today to talk about numbers in a way that I haven't been quite as transparent before, that puts me in a new level of expression. And that makes me initially feel super uncomfortable, so much so that I didn't really want to tell people in my email or necessarily clarify it on an Instagram. And and those are those moments where I have to look at my own mindset around why. And that is definitely a podcast for another day. But I'm curious too, Marisa, it might be helpful for everyone to hear what was it in particular and thank you so much for all your kind words. It's you are another person where I've just really enjoyed seeing your progress because I too remember our first conversations over Facebook Live and in the comments. And I just love seeing you uh, grow into this new artist in your life. But what was the mindset piece that really stood out to you at first, if you can share with us? Um, that's a really, that's a really good question. Um, I think it's lots of little things in a way they, they add up and they, they, they get to a sort of critical mass of a new way of thinking. And you realize that your old way of thinking was maybe a little bit, a little bit sour and a little bit harsh on yourself. Um, but I think the first thing that struck me, and this isn't going to seem like a, a particularly strong piece of content is just the fact that um, a lot of the research that I'd been doing, uh, and you mentioned you mentioned this at the start of I think every one of your challenges and courses, and in the intro to expansive artists, you say about sort of letting go and going with the the process, and uh, and I think that was that was my problem. I think when I first encountered you, I think I came, I, I found you via a Facebook advert and I just had to follow it because I mean, I hadn't met someone else with my name before. Um, cause that's good marketing. Uh, but yeah, I just, 
listening to your videos, like your first Facebook lives around selling a piece of art, it, it forces you to, I don't know, take the time to listen to what you're saying and not sort of run through trying to find key pieces of information and then run away. And the way that you think and feel about things don't really change. You're just looking for the things that you think you need to know. Um, and so just having to just stop and pause and listen. Um, by the end of that first week challenge, the main thing I'd learned is just that I was just running around like crazy and stressing out about things. And I just learned to, I don't know, to, to roll with the punches a little bit more. And that's, that's how I got sort of sold, I suppose, if that makes sense. Yes, that absolutely does. And in fact, what stands out to me and what you just said is, and I see this, I believe this is why a lot of, of people in business online in particular, and then artists, because we're often so vulnerable about the work that we share, find that they're challenged or struggling, especially saying things like, you know, I'm, I'm getting on Instagram, it's not really happening for me. And I think that what you said is you have to start addressing some of those interior experiences, the, your beliefs, your mindset around that. Otherwise, you do sort of just take you with you, you know, whether it's whether you jump on a clubhouse and you're like, this is the new thing and this is where I'm going to find my success, which you very well could. Now's a good time to be here if you are here. But you still will come up against, I always say, kind of come up against yourself in your beliefs around what's possible, which is what I opened this conversation with and and the insecurities that we we all have, I believe, if we are human and, and being honest, they are present. We just, some of us know how to work with them and keep going. And, and sometimes we let them get the better of us and then we remember better for next time. But we all have insecurities and learning how to find our way with that, which I also believe the path of a creative and using our art to find peace with that is a really powerful tool. I believe that's why the characters I created came out in my work. I was just sharing that I believe they also supported me and, and my journey and cheered me on and then go out and do the same now for everyone who collects them. And it was very healing for me. And it was one of the ways that I sorted through some of that mindset without realizing maybe so directly that that's what was happening. But basically, if you don't address it, at some point in your journey, and you will if you choose to up-level, you just will because it's part of the journey of up-leveling. You'll just take yourself with you wherever you go. And so you want to be kind to yourself. You want to be gentle, gentle but firm, right, Marisa? Gentle, but also just say, all right, it's, you know, if you have to have conversations with yourself like I do, like, okay, got it. Or reach out to your friend, reach out to an accountability buddy. I have really good friends. I'm honored to be mentoring this community where we all get it and we know, okay, we're feeling, we're feeling the feels right now about this, but we're going to keep moving forward. And then you just become a little bit stronger. And uh, Lisa, I saw maybe that your mic was unmuted. Just wanted to 
wrap up our room. If any of you who are currently on stage wanted to add to that or have any closing thoughts on today. And by the way, um, I'm hosting the Sell a Piece of Art This Week Challenge again next Monday. We start March 22nd. You can go to sellmyartthisweek.com and join us. And you can come. It's free and it's fun to do. I, I do it every so often throughout the year because selling your work and going through these steps is not one and done. It's a practice. That's what I call it, the artful selling practice. And so it's fun to do together as a group and you learn new things and and grow a little bit more in the process. So I invite you to join me. And uh, when this goes up on the podcast, I think you can still hop in as well because this should be up on the podcast next week, next Thursday, the 25th. So you could still hop in at the last minute. And Lisa, I hand it over to you. <laughs> yes, um, I just wanted to add, I mean, it's so true. The mindset is enormous. And I think that going through the artful selling, at least for me, I definitely feel like it changed my mindset. Um, I'm still wrapping my mind around certain concepts and integrating. Um, that's really the thing I think is integrating what you've learned into your practice and really embracing it. And one thing I remember our group had a conversation about emailing and how often a lot of artists feel like you're, you know, you're bothering people. <laughs> um, but rather than look at it that way, um, see those collectors and people that are on your list um, as like they're cheering for you. They're your friends. They are your, you know, they're your, your group, your people. They want to see you succeed. And I think like, as I've started to look at it that way, oh my God, it's so much easier to write emails. <laughs> so um, yeah, I think that mindset really is everything and it takes time to change it. Um, but I think every day you have to um, kind of give yourself a little pep talk or journal or do something to, you know, make sure that you're, you know, supporting yourself, that you're really building yourself up and not letting that negative self-talk, um, you know, ruin ruin your day or whatever um so yeah I just wanted to say um thank you so much for having us too it's been great and I'm done speaking I was gonna open it up to anyone who wants to add and Lisa you bring up a really good point and that is it does take time I always, I say that with hesitation because I'm not a patient person at all. I fully own that. And I also think that the timing's just okay. When I look back, I realize it's okay that I maybe didn't have this level of confidence then because I learned so much during that time. And especially now that I have the opportunity to share what I've learned with so many artists, it's really helpful that I know and remember parts of my journey. That's a tip that one of my mentors always gave me for anyone who's teaching or mentoring. Make notes of your journey because sometimes you forget that you were in the thick of it. And when you're helping someone move through that stage for themselves, then you can remember. But I have a blog that's 14 years old. So I was emailing today talking about my thriving artist post, which I realized it was March 12th, 2010, when I made this painting and 
committed to my mission of transforming the starving artist into the thriving artist, not only for myself, but for everyone who comes in earshot for me. And so I do have record. I have a record of my first podcast. In fact, that is uh, present on Creative Thursday with Marisa now of before I made a, a penny from my art. So it's kind of nice to have that record even just for yourself, but I just randomly share that intuitively in case that's helpful for someone thinking about the teaching space as well. And just allow yourself the grace and the patience with it because it truly is just recognizing it, acknowledging it gently, not in a judgy fashion. And and then it starts to release itself and you start to grow into someone new over a little bit of time, but it can also be as simple as a decision. And then, and then reminding yourself when something fearful causes you something you perceive to be fearful, I should say, causes you to kind of fall into old patterns. And then you'll just know you're growing to bring it full circle. So you'll know you're right on the path. Hey, Marisa, I'm done. I'm done speaking. Jodi, Laura, Marisa, did you have something you wanted to add in closing? I'll just say thank you again for a great room as always. Thank you, Jody. It's always so fun to have you here on Clubhouse. It's always enjoyable to hear your stories and your shares. Thank you. Um, you've just so you know, this this session has been so lovely, and um, you've uh, you've all inspired me to post some art to Instagram for the first time in maybe about three years. So I'm I'm breaking the seal. Yeah. That's pretty you powerful. <laughs> yeah. Marisa. <laughs> oh, we didn't ask um, Laura and Marisa, please share where we can find you. We need to now know Marisa first. And then Laura, where is your Instagram so we can cheer you on? And please also share it in the expansive artist so we can cheer you on there as well. Um, yeah, my my Instagram, I think I've now attached it to my profile. It's, it's um, just at... Manti Pants, which is spelt A-M-M-A-N-T-E and then Pants. That's that's all I've got at the moment as a name. So no pressure, but we'll all be checking at Manti Pants very soon to see that art. Just followed you so that I can. <laughs> and Laura, where can we find you? I am at Lulu Sews on Instagram. Fantastic. Thank you so much. I was full transparency. I was nervous about this episode. Um, just as a recap, if you joined, um, the spoiler alert is I made $24,000 last month with my art. I'm still finding that hard to articulate because it's the most I've ever made 14 years in. That's all it took. But I, the, the first time I sold like a piece of visual art, it was $4 for the whole month. And that was a huge win for me. And I just wanted to share it because it's not something I thought was possible even until, no, I, I did know because I've also been inspired by other artists in my space. And I know it's possible, but with the size of my list and and my following, like I don't have a huge following. That's another just quick in closing reminder that you the the story of having a thousand true collectors is 
pretty spot on. If you can get there, you've got, or a thousand true fans, you've got a business, you've got a robust business going. So this isn't about growing. Certainly once you get a robust business going and then you can grow your following, that's great. But we know that that takes a certain amount of effort and and work and clarity as well that you get over time. But it doesn't, it's not required that you have this huge following to make a good living and to have, you know, collectors who I had one person place seven orders with me and, you know, just out of that group of orders. So it's, it's very often my repeat collectors to add to the point I made for Lisa. It's very often my repeat collectors that have supported me in my business and it's really, really powerful. So just know that as well. But that is in essence what I was talking about here today to inspire possibility for all of us. And what I was starting to say about being nervous or feeling insecure about it is because I've also been part of that generation where we don't talk about money, you know, women, I don't want you to suddenly think I'm so greedy. (laughs) We had that conversation last week, so I won't go there. But no, I'm really proud of that, super proud of it. And it feels incredibly fulfilling to me in ways I couldn't have fully anticipated. And I'm ready to reach for more. I encourage you all to surpass that and to believe that that is possible for you and to know that it is if you haven't heard of that before besides someone who maybe is gallery represented or in a museum or however we equate larger dollar amounts. There are a lot of artists doing incredibly well now online who are independently represented and it's it's super it's super cool it's just amazing the time that we live in with more to come so i especially thank you for supporting me and coming to be a part of this clubhouse live and for coming on stage and sharing a part of your journey here for others to also be inspired this will reach far and wide hopefully fingers crossed it's all it's all recorded at least I know my chitter chatter is and hopefully you all are as well and we'll be back next week for sure which is March 25th um, maybe around the same time 10 10 or I've been doing around 11 o'clock as well and come join me at the sellmyartthisweek.com for the challenge it's going to be a lot of fun next week if you're listening now and I I'm in and out of rooms on Clubhouse as well. I really enjoy this app and thank you so much everyone. I'm going to go ahead and give it a final second. I love this uh think of one takeaway before I close the room that you can take with you today and and put that to work. Maybe it's like Marisa, maybe you're going to go post your first art in a while to Instagram. It's pretty exciting. It's pretty great. Every time you share some art on Instagram, I'm I'm not going to lie. It never gets old. It's always thrilling and it's always sometimes can feel nerve wracking and it's all good. We're here to cheer each other on, to support each other in our dreams. So until next time, I'll be back. Thank you again for joining me in the Creative Thursday Club. 
Creative Thursday is recorded by me, Marisa. You can find all things Creative Thursday at creativethursday.com and learn about how I can support you in building and growing your thriving artist business at creativethursdaycourses.com. Be sure to hit subscribe to get the next episode as soon as it drops. And if this episode has inspired you, share it with a friend and fellow creative and leave a positive review so that more listeners can be introduced to the Creative Thursday message and mission to empower artists to know their worth, value their work, and consistently artfully sell to their ideal collectors online so that they can make more beautiful art all in support of living a life they love Coming together as a creative community, we uplift and support one another while encouraging and being an example for more people all over the world to dream big and believe in what is possible for them.